my next guest, he is a mixed martial artist. He is the winner of season eight of the Ultimate Fighter Lightweight Edition. He is Efrain Escudero. How you doing, Efrain? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself, my friend? You're doing great, man. Doing great. You know, enjoy, enjoying the week. I know it's kind of like spring break in different areas right now. So just, you know, just trying to stay safe, enjoying the week off and everything like that. How's your week going? Good, man. I'm actually... Uh... You know, I, I ended up joining the corporate world, so now I'm in. Uh, I'm inside the building, and yeah. you know, um, I, I sit behind the desk and I try to like keep up on paperwork. You know, it, it's a little bit weird because I don't get to punch my coworkers like I usually am used to. Yeah. <laughs> I am a mixed martial artist, so usually I punch my uh, I punch my coworkers. So. <laughs> Yeah, so so it's, it's funny that you say that. So you're still um, active. You're still good. You're still in the MMA world, correct? Yes, that is correct. I'm still a, an active MMA fighter. I'm still fighting. Uh, you know, so as of right now, it's just uh, pretty much taking my time to pretty much uh, see what's out there. You know, back in the day, I would want to fight every single weekend. But, hey, I'm getting a little older. I'm, uh, yeah. I'm training. I want to be smart about it. Every single fight from now on is going to be somewhere of me evolving. You know, I don't want to fight Joe Schmo from the corner. It's not doing nothing for me. Now, so, now, Ephraim, uh, what have you, uh, so what has life been like for you after, like, you know, your post your UFC career? What have you been up to lately? I know, like, the world's changing right now. You know, we're still in the middle of a pandemic. You know, things, it's an adjustment period and stuff like that. What, what have you been up to? I've been, uh, I've been dealing a lot with, uh, so I traveled a lot over to Russia. So for those that have been keeping up with me, I traveled to Russia, Poland. I fought all over. I had a, you know, I, I used it for, I kind of told myself, you know what, where's fighting taking me? You know, I won the ultimate fighter. I coached the ultimate fighter. I fought in big major stages. So then I told myself, what do I wanted? Where do I want to go with this? So then I started telling myself, you know what? It is time for me to do something amazing. And what do I mean with that? I was like, I want to know the world. I want to go and I want to travel. I want to enjoy it. I want to see what the world's got to offer, you know? Yeah. And now, has that been included with fighting, traveling with fighting, or just, you know, just yeah, traveling? No, traveling with fighting, you know? Okay. Awesome. Traveling with fighting and getting, getting, uh, getting known and recognized all over the internationally, you know, especially getting a call from Russia asking me to go do that. That to me is amazing, you know? Yeah. So talk to, talk to me about your experience in Russia. How was that like? Russia was, uh, Russia was actually pretty cool. I actually had a, when I was out in Russia, it was, it, it was fun. You know, you always hear you, we grew up watching Rocky and stuff like that. And it was amazing. You know, it kind of blew our mind. And then just being out there, just pretty much, uh, you know, they have a, an, an amazing wrestling program. Uh, you always hear about these Russians going out there. You know, we have that Rulon Garner versus a Russian that one year in wrestling. Yeah. So we always have that rivalry between each other. But once I got to the motherland of Russia, I noticed how bad they hated us, and uh, really? but other than, yeah, but other than that, it was it was fun, you know. Oh, like now when you say us, do you mean like uh, like Americans just in general? Yeah, you know, especially because I was fighting one of their kind, so oh, I don't know okay. if it was because of that uh, or what what the deal was, but it was uh, that's what happened, you know. Oh my goodness! Now, so if I, so, you won season eight of the Ultimate Fighter. You were a lightweight uh, in that edition, correct? That's correct. 
Now, can you talk to me? And uh, it's been, you know, since, you know, 2008, you know, we're in 2021 now. Can you talk to me about, <laughs> yeah, time time flies. You know, as a matter of fact, I, and I'll even speak for this. I remember watching that show and watching you, watching you fight the, uh, fight and get through that tournament. Uh, it was with uh, Frank Mir and uh, Noguera. Uh, what was that experience like for you? You know, you were 10 and 0 going into that uh, show. Um, obviously, again, 13. Correction. Correction. I was 12 and you were 12 and okay, well, there you go. You're an undefeated fighter. Yes, sir. You're an undefeated double digit fighter going into that tournament. Uh, can you talk to me about your experience there? Uh, was there, is there a lesson that you took that you learned from that time that you still, that you brought to you to this day? Yeah. You know, um, we all go through ups and downs throughout life, you know, and, um, you know, usually we have goals and dreams and aspirations we want to achieve, you know, one of the things that I, that really makes, uh, pop an eye out for me when I was on the ultimate fighter, it was just, uh, I was that hungry kid, you know, I was still 21 years old. I was hungry. I was, uh, I was going to outwork everybody. I didn't care what, what was to come, you know? So, uh, throughout my whole life, you know, I've had to deal with situations on my own yeah. pretty much that pretty much like led me to understand that, if you have a game plan and you have a strategy and you have the right people around, anything is, anything is possible. I'm just a Mexican kid from the hood. I grew up with nothing and I ended up winning a reality TV show. Like that's unheard of that. First of all, I'm the first Mexican ever born fighter to have a UFC contract. So that was even, even a bigger stage for me. So now let's take it back a little bit, you know, in life I've had some uh, to deal with some, some different types of, of emotional roller coasters, I would call it. But at the end of the day, I, I, you know, the ultimate fighter taught me that no matter what it is, if you have a good head over your shoulder, you surround with hungry people with the same dream. Guess what? One, it's about to happen. You know, it's bound to happen. Yeah, and uh, I mean, twenty, you're you know, twenty-one years old going into that show. You know, you're twelve. You were twelve and zero. So, at what age did you have your first fight at? A what? At what age? Yeah, well, your first mixed martial arts fight. What age did you? Oh, okay, my first mixed martial arts fight, man. I was. Uh, I remember it was uh, 2005. It was 2005. Me and my uh, me and my teammates for from wrestling in high school. Yeah. We ended up uh, getting a bunch of mats, and we would meet at my friend's backyard. And I remember in New Year's resolution was, I didn't know how I was gonna do it. I didn't know, but I knew I was gonna fight. And I told, remember telling my best friend, hey, I don't know how I'm going to do it. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to go out there and, and I'm going to fight. So I left to Tucson, Arizona. And in 2005, uh, 2006, I had my first fight. I was actually scheduled to fight George Root, who was also a contestant on yeah, the Ultimate Fighter. I was also scheduled to fight him, but he was out, and he's a good friend of mine now. So, uh, yeah. So we the fight kind of broke off, and then eventually, you know, we never actually got to fight each other. Now he's doing great for himself, and I ended up winning the show. But other than that, man, in two thousand and six, was my first fight. And so you were you were pretty active going into that show. Then you know you're twenty one, you're in that reality show. Uh, let me ask you something, Efrain. Now you, you say you know George Roop was on the sh on the show and he's a good friend of yours. Now not everyone was your friend during that show during your time there. You know you definitely obviously you were living with uh, different people and there was a specific guy I remember 
Junie Browning, I think, I, I think on there, you know, it's been a while, but I remember watching that show and saying, man, that guy does not like effort and, and you know, and look, I'm Hispanic, man, you know, I was riding with you throughout the show but then, and I'm like seeing this guy and I'm like, man, what's up with this dude, man? What was dealing with that kind of situation throughout your, your time on the show? If you can share you know what, um, you know, so everybody knows that my uh, my father passed away a couple of weeks before me going on to the show. So uh, he actually made me promise me that promised him that no matter what happened, I was going to be on that plane and uh, heading out to the show. So me taking that bow to him uh, made me kind of like a little stronger. So I was going to withstand whatever. Uh, during that time in that area, you know, you put my buttons and I was swinging at you. You know, I didn't care who you were, you know, like. So uh, the fact that I had a good head over my shoulders and I had some good teammates around me. But Junior Browning, you know what? They made him seem very bad. But if you actually cut it down, all everything that he did kind of like goes down to two weeks, you know, like yeah. two weeks time. That was all the, the, the three asco things that he did. You know, other than that, he was he was normal. Okay, so so they definitely like overplayed that and, and kind of like dragged it out, I guess, is what you what you would say. Yeah, well, not really. You know, they, 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 he did. He would get like these spasms like once a week or, or something, you know? <laughs> and, and it was cool because he made great TV. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it was entertaining, right? Yeah, oh, man. And then at the end, you know, he, he so Jenny Brown, if you're watching this, I want to say thank you, man, because you still to this day, I get people saying, thank you for beating up that guy. So you still, you made, you helped my fame, man. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that because you you beat him in the fight to get to the finals. Yes, sir. And I remember you submitted him with a choke. Don't yes. don't know the exact term, but I know you submitted him with a choke. It was yeah. a gnarly. It was a gnarly one on there. Dars, Dars choke. Yeah, Dars. There you go. So it's so it was it was a good it was a good ending I guess to that show. Then obviously for you you were able to win um you were able to win the contract and stuff like that. Now for you for you Efrain was it awkward living with people that you were gonna fight? And I always ask this question to to people. No, the show. It, it, no, not at all. Zero uh, awkwardness there. You know, I uh, I come into the show yeah. and let me give you a, a breakdown of the show itself. Okay. Week one. You're super happy. You don't know anybody on the show. So you're super happy. You're stoked. You're like, you know what? Um, you guys are talking. You guys are getting along. Week two, the surrogation already, because now it's your team versus my team. I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to give you secrets. Week three, I've heard everything you got to say, and I know you're BSing. Oh, so I don't even want to talk to you. Week four, we'll almost most of half of the guys have lost. So all they're doing is getting drunk and, you know, and then week five, you're just like, man, I want to get out of here. And then week six comes and you're just like, I can't wait. I just want to fight and leave, you know? Oh my goodness. What's the, and I just, you know what? And I've never asked this. I've had people that have been on the show. What's the first thing you did when that show was, was done and over with and you can go back to the world. I remember, uh, I, I swear to you, I struggled for like four days. I swear to you. I had locked my phone before I went on to the show. Okay. So when I came out, I didn't know the password. And it was before <laughs> fingerprints. It was before face recognition. So I'm there. I'm trying to call my mother. And I'm like, I don't know, because we haven't had a phone for six weeks. So I don't know the password, you know? Yeah. So uh, the first thing I did was uh, made that my priority. And then 
just talk to people, you know, just being away from everybody, not being able to talk to anybody. That was like a little hard, you know, yeah. but you know what? Um, being on the show, just being away from everything, actually just being away from my phone and saying, all you're going to do is just train for the next week, six weeks. You're all you're going to do is train and chill. You're not going to talk to anybody. You're not going to zero distractions when it comes to TV, books, radio, everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, I believe that thing just made me even hungrier, you know? I get you. Now, did the, the UFC took good care of everyone uh, throughout the show? Uh, we had everything. We had this room called the request room. Okay. So if I wanted anything from that room, I would grab a pen and I would go write it and then I would leave it. And then in the morning I would show up and it was there, whatever mm. it was. Yeah. Man, that, that's, that's nice on there. Now, uh, how um, can you give me any, like, I guess you, your personal opinions or feelings towards like the your UFC career? Because you had three different stints, correct? Yes, sir. Now, what, I believe what, that. Okay, so my first thing was the best one, I believe. Um, best one because I was still hungry, but then all of a sudden I had yes people around me. What do I mean with yes people? Yes people were the people that, like, I was a broke-ass college student, and then all of a sudden you gave me money. Guess guess what I think I did, you know? Um, there were times where I had not, not money to even pay rent or I was living on a jack-in-the-box diet, you know, yeah. or top ramen diet. I was in college. I was hungry. And then all of a sudden you give this kid all this money. What do you think that kid is going to do? Um, some some would say start spending it, sir. Yeah, well, that's that that's your that's that's what I would do. And then I kind of like separated myself from the real real um the friends that i have now i wish i would have had them then because i i probably i probably would have owned a couple companies now i would i would be financially stable for the rest of my life but i believe that during that time it just taught me a lesson i'm not ashamed of what happened i think that it's made me a stronger person and i i see what happens yeah. now the second time that i came in i was uh i was kind of like being now i was a yes person you know they needed somebody, if it was for a paycheck, I, I would jump on them, you know, because I was supposedly training full-time, which I wasn't, you know. I always been that naturally gifted individual that can actually hold my own with a lot of people without having to put in a lot of work, you know. Yeah. And uh, I kind of cheated myself. Um, now, on the third one, it was probably my worst one due to the fact that I was going through a custody battle, stuff like that. Yeah. So I was, my mind wasn't there. You know, the UFC was calling. My mind was just not there. I was, it was, it was just horrible. And then, uh, you know, that's why I made the final decision, you know, because I'm, I'm training now. I train every, I, I come to work and yeah, this is my office, but every morning at six I'm running. So you can have a camera follow me without me knowing and you, you will see it. You know, there's some times where I don't, but for the most part, I'm running every single day, yeah. every day. And I moved up to 170. So I know I have to bulk up. I know I got to do a couple of stuff unless I head back into the UFC and I'm able to like do that. Then I will go back down to 155. But if not, I'm, I will stay at 170. Uh, I'm still sparring. I'm still training. And I believe that now I'm not just jumping on any fight for, uh, for a paycheck because I make pretty good money. I, I, my bills are paid. My kids are happy. I'm happy. And, uh, you know, I, I believe that this, if you guys watch me fight, this is the fights that, that are going to matter because every single one of them, you're going to see me moving on up. You know, it's not just to do it for a paycheck. 
Oh no, de- definitely on that on that sense. Now, uh, who are you training with now, if I can ask? Uh, right now, I'm training at MMA Legions, okay. at Legions MMA with uh, Daniel Madrid. He fights for Bellator, and uh, you know Coach Mario. So we're all out there. There's a bunch of guys, and one of the things I love it. There's not a lot of superstars, but there is those hungry kids, those ones that are coming out, those up and comers that they don't care who I am. They want what I once had and they want to beat me up and they want to make a point. And those are the people that I need to be around, you know, I need to be around wolves. No, definitely. Definitely. Now you're a fan of, you know, MMA, correct? Yes, sir. First and foremost. Yeah. Now, is there a specific fighter that I guess you idolized a lot or you were just a huge fan of? Coming into the sport, I came in in the, in the early ages, you know, uh, I came in with Chuck Liddell, Tito Ortiz, yeah. Minotaur Nogueras, um, the uh, Randy Coutures, the Jens Pulvers, the uh, Matt Hughes, the uh, BJ Penn at his prime. Um, that was the time I came in. They, even the Frank Shamrock, you know. The, but I believe that somebody, if I'm over to look at somebody right now and be like, man, he's good. I think I would have to say kind of like somebody like Khabib. Okay. Khabib's never lost his roots, and he is he is crazy. And some of the things that he does, I just don't understand. It's crazy. He's just a, a weird individual. He he has a phenomenal wrestling. He has phenomenal everything about him is is great. You know. Yeah, and he's a, a very disciplined fighter. Oh, yeah, man. He's, man, I just saw his coach post a video where they're, like, actually training, like, every everybody, all the Russians. Like, he's the head Russian guy, but, man, they're crazy. They're, they will go. Yeah, if you're, like, the UFC is is getting a lot, a good, like, amount of, like, Russian fighters going into into this. And, yeah, well, I mean, that's they, the feeder right there. That's yeah, the man. feeder. And they, 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 they all look like killers, man. They all look like killers. But, yeah. Now, like for me, like my introduction to MMA was around the Rich Franklin era where, you know, he was he was a middleweight champ. Again, Liddell and Ortiz, uh, sorry, Liddell and Couture were going at it. Uh, Ortiz and Shamrock, you know, so definitely I know what you're talking about when it comes uh, to that time in the UFC. Uh, what do you think of Anderson Silva? Anderson Silva in his prime was one of the best guys I've ever seen. He was methodical. He was uh, amazing. He had great kicks, his boxing. But one day he just caught up, you know, the the, the era catches up to everybody, you know. Uh, remember, everybody used to talk about Roy McDonald being the next uh, GSP. Yeah. You know, he's been uh, he's been having a little bit of a, yeah. a little rub. But other than that, he's been losing to the top contenders and that's it, you know. But yeah. I believe that uh, Rich Franklin yeah, you know, he was, he's great. He was a great uh, individual, you know. And then, bro, Anderson was able to just, uh, you know, I remember watching that fight. Man, oh, just broke man. my heart, man. Oh, I fought in that fight card. Oh, you fought in that fight card there with yes, uh, the first I, time I, or the second I, time? I'm assuming the first the time. time. Oh, the first time? Yeah, first time. I, I fought on the first time when they fought, and then I had knocked out Cole Miller during that fight, and I was like, man, I'm going to get a bonus. That looks cool. And then, here comes Anderson Silva and takes everything away from us. Starches, man. Oh, that, that, that was very, for me, like as a fan, that was very hard to watch. I think, I think another time, the thing about Anderson Silva, and like, I'll say this, my dad, 
me and my dad were like, would watch it, right? No hate or anything like that. But we're like, man, we really want that Anderson Silva guy to lose already. Like, it's just, we're tired of him winning so much, you know? And I remember him fighting against Taylor. I'm like, oh, you know what? It's finally going to happen. It's finally going to happen. He's going to lose. And two minutes before. Was that? Yeah, it was like two minutes before. Yeah, it was like two yeah, minutes before. And, yeah, and we saw that. And my dad and I were just like looking at each other like, what the hell just happened? Yeah. And so it's crazy, man. And, you know, Anderson Silva is just a completely different animal. Oh, my goodness. Uh, now, going into the UFC, as we're going into the later parts of this month now, UFC 260, huge card, in my opinion, there. We have uh, Francis Ngannou taking on again, uh, taking on Stipe Miocic. You know, Stipe, it's going to be the rematch. You know, Stipe dominated that first fight, man. Uh, man, can you give me a thought on, on that fight for you? Ah, man. Okay. I don't think Stipe will be able to take him down like he did on the first one. Okay. I, I, don't, I just don't think it's possible. Frank and Sagano grew a little bit since the last fight. Yeah. He got a little better. So I 100% of the time think that Stipe, Stipe is going to try to rush in, in, in for one of those quick shots, try to get close because you don't want to get hit from Sagano. But Sangano's just going to, for the first round, it's probably going to make him tired, make him carry his weight. And then the haymakers are going to be coming at the later round. And second, I, I don't think this goes to the judges. Okay. Uh, now, could you give me a pick on that one? I'm going to take Sangano. Oh, man. So, you know, what? here's the thing. You're the fighter here, so you can, you can, you know, you're the one that will give me, like, the input on this. I think that it's hard, though, when I look at Ngano. And he's, he's just starching everyone, man. You know, he's, he's won four in a row. He's finished all the fights within the first round. You know, uh, learn, though? not really, but do you have to? I mean, yeah, but so like my thing is, and like a lot of people are telling me, okay, and Gano's got this, and Gano's got this, and Gano's got this. I'm telling people, okay, well, let's see what happens if they get past, you know, the, the first round. I think Stipe has a legitimate chance to win, to win this fight if it goes yeah. past the second yeah. round. Yeah, no, I, I think Singa, like, okay, so. Francis, Francis, well, I see where you're coming from. Okay, so if, like, I was watching one of these things that says, let's add the whole time. The whole time adds up to less than one round. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you add time-wise, time, time frame, he's finished four fights within the five-minute round, you know? Um, so you start looking at this. Now you're basing it off of the whole situation of can he go extra rounds? He's never had to, yeah. but you know, inside the gym, you're working to go five rounds, you know? So yeah. the fact, the ability to be able to keep that pace for three rounds with that so much power, I don't think that, I don't think that I'm going to base it on the opposite. I don't think that Miocic can actually withstand that power for three rounds instead of, the other way around where Francis can't cold his lungs higher at a higher pace, you know? No, I, I get you. Now, is it different though? So as, as you're training in mixed martial arts, if you're training through training camp, as in, oh, I'm, I'm going through rounds, I'm going through rounds. Is there a difference between like running and doing all the kind of cardios and training that you're doing there to the actual fight though, Ephraim? Yeah. You got somebody like Benson Henderson that used to do like 
eight rounds, you know, like when we were sparring and fresh guy, you're getting fresh guy every round. And it's just like, they're pushing your lungs okay. to the point of tiredness. So this is how it is. So this is a wall right here. Okay. We're going to, I'm going to do a side so you guys can visualize. Okay? okay. This is your wall. This is your cardio wall. Okay. These are your lungs. Okay. So once it gets here, you start going like, <sighs> you start hyperventilating. You're trying to get air into your lungs, but it's very hard. Then you push them a little bit, and as soon as you push them, you start wanting to puke, right? Yeah. Because you're so exhausted. Yeah. Well, when you go like here and you relax, your lungs kind of come back a little bit, but they still stay a little bigger. So the more rounds and the more you push it, the higher this thing is coming, you know? Okay. So that's the way it is. Benson Henderson used to go round after round. And then if he wasn't satisfied and he felt that he didn't get as tired, he would say, let's go one more. Jesus. Now, yeah. well, so, that's going to be a very interesting one day. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be crazy. What do you think? So let me ask you. Now you're asking the questions. I'm going to turn this around. Let it. me ask you one. What do you think about Usman versus, um, uh, what's Masvidal. his name? Masvidal, too. Masvidal in the full camp. This is not going to be a very popular one. I think Usman, it's the same thing, man. I think Usman's going to find a way to dominate. I think the chances of Gamebred winning that fight, man, it hurts me, man. It hurts me so much, man. I'm a Hispanic guy. I root for him. Um, I think the chances are higher for him to be able to finish this fight. I, I would take Usman in this fight, though, to be honest with you. Okay, but you, okay, so let's take into consideration the emotions behind Usman. Okay. So he's finding a little more emotional. I think there's a sense, and look, I'm nowhere, nowhere near going in, like never ever fought or anything like that. So I don't know what this is like, right? But I think I, I'm starting to feel Usman's getting a little bit like, not cocky. I don't want to say cocky, but a little bit like he knows he's freaking good. He knows he's freaking good. Yeah, but that see. A little nervous. But see, knowing that you're good. Yeah. And, 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 and demanding respect from people that don't think you're good is different. Okay. Like Khabib, Khabib was in a big draw for the longest time. You know, Khabib was just like the wrestler, the one that would come in and he would dominate people. And then all of a sudden people just started liking him and, and, and respecting him because his religion, the way he carries himself, the way he put his father first, no matter what. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, everybody, everything else fell into place, you know. For example, Henry Cejudo, yeah. he's like the cringe of cringes. Like, I think he's a good friend of mine, but I think we heard more. Like, when he, did retirement, <laughs> when, when he did the re retirement, when he was all like, oh, you guys don't have to hear my ass again, yeah. ever again. I've heard him more than he was when he's actually fighting. Yeah. So, oh, um, yeah. You hear him now, like co coming out on social media. I, I love Andrew Cejudo. I think he's a freaking killer, man. Uh, yeah. It's, it's funny. But see, I, I enjoy but it. see the, the difference is I know him on a personal basis. So I know Henry's a very nice guy. Yeah. I can call him and be like, you know, we're good. But on the, on the same tone, when it comes to like fighting, a lot of people be like, man, whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah, oh. and that's the difference between Usman and somebody like Gamebird because Gamebird comes to fight and his backstory, and now you have Usman like saying, "Like you guys got to put respect on my name," you know. It's kind of like nah, okay, you got to earn, you got to earn that. Yeah, hundred percent. 
I think Usman's just been on a, on a crazy tear. Um, he has. I'm I mean, not going to take anything been, away from him. No, definitely, definitely. But I, uh, I just, I think the game plan for him is going to be the same thing. You know, you think he's going to try to try to pressure him and try to well, get. Well, he has. He's really good. Like his jab against a Burns. Yeah, it was really good. surprised. It's really like surprised me. Like it looked like a boxer's like jab. You know, it was yeah. like it was there. It was landing and it was finding his his, his target every single time. And it was it was great. You know, definitely. Now, so you would take game bread in that fight. That's how I'm feeling it for in here. I'm yeah, yeah. I'm I'm gonna take I'm gonna, I'm gonna take game bread just because game bread. Once he once he lets go on his boxing, like if you look at Nate Diaz, yeah, Nate Diaz versus him. Obviously, Uzma. I think that in in if you put them side by side and you start seeing who's a better boxer, I'm gonna say Game Bread. Yeah, I agree. but but Uzma's gonna go in there try to hold him against the cage. But then you also gotta think Game Bread's gonna move him to the side. He's gonna push him. He's gonna get off. Now, can he keep that pace? Is to me is Usman's coming with uh, with everything to lose. You know that emotion. Gamebridge's like, well, you know, I got nothing to lose, man. I'm I'm gonna go in there. I'm gonna knock you out. You know. Yeah, I mean, at at, at this point, at this point, he's he's got nothing to lose. I feel like he's got the power to knock him out. Yeah. Anything can happen. Anything can happen in the world of mixed martial arts. I was gonna ask your opinion on this one, or your, your just your thoughts here. So we have uh, Volkanovski, Alexander Volkanovski taking on uh, Brian Ortega. I'm really excited for this fight uh, right here. Uh, do you have any 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 opinions on this one? You know what, Volkanovski? Um, he's oh man, he's surprising man. Like he's uh, he comes out, he comes out, does does what he wants to do, and it, it, he's been on a tear too, man. And but. Look what Brian Ortega has been doing. His last fight was like, oh my god, different dude! Fighter. He looked like a different. Yeah, fighter. like he, he 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 lost the first one. Like he lost, you know, to Holloway. Yeah, yeah, and then he, and then he's looked great, you know. Like I remember against Max Holloway. Like I remember watching a picture of his face, and I was like, oh my god, dude, you were in a fight. Yeah, and it was, uh, you know, it was a hard one, you know, because. A huge, huge T-City fan. And obviously, you know, you know, I mean, that that's the game, right? That, that's that's the fight game. So, you know, it sucks. You know, I can only imagine like the kind of pain. I think, I think it hurt him inside more than, than it did outside. You know what I mean? I think, you know, ha- having your first loss, I'm, I'm sure it could be rough. Uh, I mean, obviously, I, I don't know that feeling, but I'm assuming that having your first loss, I mean, it can go one of two ways. You could it motivate you or could it destroy you, correct? Yeah, well, I took... Uh... I took my first loss. I broke my arm. I didn't tap. I was like, hell no. And oh, I was yeah, they had me in an arm bar and I'm punching them and I'm thinking like, I remember we were in like uh, Virginia or something like that. I fought Evan Dunham and yeah. I'm punching them and I'm thinking in my back of my head, I'm actually thinking, I'm like, what am I doing here? I'm better than this guy. And then my arm just, I just heard it snap. Oh my goodness! And then as soon as I heard a snap, like they just they stopped the fight because the ref saw it, you know. Jesus, uh, I mean, now what's your mind process after after uh, you know taking your first? It was uh, well, first of all, okay. I don't I didn't care about my arm, you know. That was gonna fix. That was I was uh, that's not the first thing you're going to that goes through your mind, you know. Okay. Especially because I I had went through a 
like you said it earlier, you go through a stage where you're undefeated, you build a double digit. Like I'm in the, I'm in the teens of undefeated, you know? So I fought seven times in three months. So I was been, I'm always been like beating everybody up. Then you go on to a reality show, you win the show, you come out, you start knocking people out in the UFC and then you take your first loss. Well, my, I know my arm's going to fix, and I know that the UFC has really good insurance, so that's not in the back. It's more the inside, the pride, the the I let everybody down, kind of like, yeah. and, it, and it does. And um, a lot of the times, uh, a lot of, and let me share this with everybody, a lot of times people that are just fans and people that are just watching, Sometimes we become like those Buffalo Wild Wings fighters and, oh, I could have done this and I could have done that. Yeah. And then they, they voice their opinion via social media and stuff like that. Well, just put it this way. We're fighting for our families. We're fighting for ourselves. We have just put eight weeks. And some people are like, oh, and they, then they see you and they're like, oh, man, I lost 20 bucks on you. And I'm like, well, man, I just lost half my paycheck, which was that much. I just put everything on the line and I let my teammates down. I let my family down. Now I have to like try to like work better so I can, you know, get to work it faster. And then it just, it just adds to me. No, 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 definitely. That, that sounds, uh, it's, I mean, it's tough. It's tough. And it, I mean, it's a lot of, I, I think people don't, don't understand that it, it's, it's tough. You know, it, it, it's a 100 percent tough, a tough game, you know, and a lot of people, uh, for example, like, you know, there has to be a balance, man. There has to be like. Yes, we like to judge and we, we always do, because sometimes I even catch myself, too. Oh, why don't you get the single here? Well, you know, I don't put myself in situations like that. You know, what if I'm what well, I'm not there? You know, what if I'm tired? What if my ankles hurt? You know, now that these calf kicks are becoming so popular, like, you know, my leg is tired. So now I can't even shoot my right side. So now I try to be an unjudgmental individual when I watch fights. And I especially do not like to poison my opinion when it comes to after don't kick. Like, you know, we all heard it before. Don't kick anybody when they're down. Yeah. Well, guess what? When they're down means they just took a loss, you know, especially because yeah. you, you start you know, first of all, their uh, their emotions are all wrapped up and all trying to like act tough and be like, no, I'm good. And they're all like bunched up in jars inside your body, and you're like not want to anybody because you're, they don't. You don't want to let them know that you're you're sad. Yeah. But then at the end of the day, you're you're just like you find times to be alone, and then you go through social media, and there you see it. And those are the ones that sting more that the fans. So. Guys, to all of you guys that are watching out there, be very understanding that this is a tough sport and anything can happen at any single time. It only takes one punch to change the whole fight around. So um, just be just just be respectful of what's going on, you know. And if you lose the twenty bucks, hey guys, you're gambling. This is a gamble. So we are too, you know. No, you know, you know, it's uh, it's not so crazy, Ephraim, but. So I think a couple of years ago, like I've, I've been a huge MMA fan, you know, since I could remember. And I was, I was telling one of my friends, like, man, it, you know, oh, he'd ask me questions like, oh, he's going to win this fight. Oh, you know, I like, I hope so-and-so wins. But I tell him, it even makes me feel bad saying I hope so-and-so wins because when I say that, I feel like I'm saying I hope that other person loses. And Oh, no, like, like you know I mean? and don't, feel, don't feel that way because we don't, we as fighters, 
get motivation out of that. Yeah. Because you say, if I was to hear you say, oh, I hope he wins. I want to make you sad now. <laughs> I want to make you sad. I want to, that's motivation. Some people kind of be like, oh, they'll take offense to it. But what, what I do mean is when, if you do happen to lose, don't like tell your friend, Damn, man, I shouldn't have lost, but like, I, I just lost, but don't put it on social media. Don't take it upon that because remember guys, this is, this is a career. This is a sport. Just imagine if you, for example, you, you do your podcast, yeah. you do anything. What if you're at work and I'm just coming to you every single day at work and be like, ha, you're not very good at what you do. <laughs> All right. And then you leave. Yeah, you're kind of like, man, it gets discouraging, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, for sure. Yeah. Even it tells you no. I mean, for sure. For yeah. sure. What, what I was going to say, <laughs> what I was going to say, though, um, I 100% agree with you. I remember watching, and I'll, I'm a huge, like, Max Holloway fan. I, re I really like Max Holloway. I, I like the work that he does. And seeing him win, you know, he came back with a huge win. It, it made me feel better for him, like, especially, like, with, like, Calvin Cater, who, you know, who is a guy, you know, I, again, fan of too and you know it was his opportunity to get on the big stage and then like seeing that like a loss like that I mean that one was like man like you know like it stings me I can only imagine these men and women that are going out there putting it all on the line you know what I mean as for for their career yeah you know I uh I I, I had an opportunity to to train with Matt Callaway like I know him on a personal basis and we we got to hang out and uh we sparred and believe it or not, he's a 145er, but man, his punches really hurt. He's real crisp, like, like he hits hard, like 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 very stiff. Like you feel a lot of the bones, you know. There's some people, there's three types of people that I felt. I felt power where it's like like brutal power where somebody's hit me before and I'm just like like boom, all right, don't hit me again, you know, like that hurts. And then I feel the whole where they hit me and it's just like, it doesn't, it's like if you're getting hit with a paddle where it's just leaving welts, you know, it's just like, man, what's going on? And then there's uh, like those ones that are like super quick that boom, hit you. And you're just like, all right, get over here, little kid. You know, like kind of like a fly, you know, you're just yeah. like, ah. So Max Holloway is between one of those like, don't hit me and paddle work, you know, like, like kind of like those hard, yeah. But kind of like not too hard, but it's just kind of like, okay, well, what was that? All right. You're 145, you know, he surprised people, you know? No, no, for, for sure. Now, so let me get your thoughts on this. What did you think of that second fight with Volkanovski? Mm, I thought he won. Okay. You thought he won? I'm going to be like, for real. Like, I, I don't know what the judges were looking at. I, so here's the thing. So I was watching that fight and on popular opinion, right? I told, I was telling one of my buddies, I think Volkanovski won that fight just because of the fact, okay, like straight up Holloway won that fight in my opinion, but I was telling my friends, I think Vol Vol Volkanovski is going to get the, the win because first of all, I think Volkanovski won that fifth round at the end. And look, again, I don't know how judges work. I don't know how people see it, but in the times that I've seen a fighter get screwed over by the judges, Usually they end up losing the fifth round, and usually I guess you could say like yeah, the fight was that, that was. It was, that, it was I, once I saw that I was like, that was a hard one to swallow for me as a yeah. as a fight fight fan and as a like as a fighter itself because I'm like, man, what like like man that was a all out war, and 
I just, I don't know, man. No, I, I, I don't know. That's our taste for sure. I think that, yeah. like, obviously, I hope there's a third fight. You know, Volkanovski got, got away with it and won, you know, so he deserves to be able to defend the belt against someone else. But I feel like they should definitely run it back if he's going to run it back. They're going to run it back. They're going to run it back. They're going to they're gonna let Volkanovski have one more. Watch. They'll, they'll run it right back. No, so you, and then Max Holloway's not going anywhere, you know? Yeah, for sure. Do you think Volkanovski gets through Ortega, though? I think that's a tough task. Nah. You know what? After, after like, seeing Ortega kind of go back to his roots, because, like, what you guys don't know is that Ortega's jiu-jitsu is amazing. Great. Like, that guy is crisp. He's uh, he's great off his back and on top, you know. And then, you know, when he, if he can go in there and wrestle him and withstand the wrestling part at the beginning of Volkanovski's, like, because Volkanovski's not going to want to go trade. Yeah. So, um yeah, so as soon as it goes down to that point, like Ortega must turn it up. You know, he's going to have to meet power and strength and uh, like technique for technique. So, I, you know what? I'm going to take Ortega on this just because he's like, he's one of those like white, like, uh, like white Mexicans, you know? It's like, uh, do you think that, do you watch, do you pay attention to the Bellator guys? Uh, somewhat. Somewhat. Do you know Pitbull? The yeah. Pachuca, Patricio, Pachuc, and Patricio. Yeah. So I had Jason Suarez uh, here last week on the show, and he's signed with PFL right now. He's telling me that he thinks Pitbull would be able to go through uh, Volkanovski pretty easily. What do you, What do you think? Yeah. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's the end of the, that's yeah. the debate. There. Like, well, uh, like, it, okay. Start putting. Start. Start categorizing. So. The way the way you look at it is break down a fire. Okay. Power for power, who do you give? Pitbull. Pitbull. Jiu-jitsu for jujitsu. Uh, I'd probably give it to Pitbull to be honest with you. Okay. Wrestling. Pitbull probably. Okay. Let Let's just give Volkanovski that one. Okay, I'll give I'll give him that one. Okay. I, I think he's strong. Now, 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 power for power. If you can't withstand the power of somebody, what do you do? You're gonna to try to go down. Okay. When you go down, what are you gonna do if you can't uh, jujitsu or, or, or maneuver him? You're gonna to try to hold him. Yeah. You you and you think Patricia's gonna let you just hold him? I don't think so. Yeah. When have you seen Patricia or, or Patricia get tired at all? Uh never. I think because uh, he's got a good tank. I think Mokanowski's got a good tank though, man. To be honest. Look, look, look what uh man, these guys are crazy, dude. These boys are. You know, some of them have been coming out here to train here at uh, in Phoenix. So, yeah. you know, they've been training out with uh, with Henry and all those guys here at Fire Ready. So, I think uh, I think they'll be. I, I think he'll run through them. They do champion versus champion. I think uh, um, Pacheco wins. So, very interesting point right now. So, and I, I having a conversation with a colleague of mine. I it would be interesting to watch. A champion versus champion, like a promotion versus promotion. It would never the happen. UFC, yes, but the UFC would never happen. It, now, tell me if I'm wrong. You can tell me straight up you're wrong. I don't think it would ever happen because Dana wouldn't want to risk his champion falling to a lesser, like a champion, uh, champion from like a lesser promotion. No disrespect to Bellator, but they're like the the UFC's king in that sense, you know. Yeah, right now, I mean, it's yeah, they would they would never it would never happen. It would never happen. First of all, because. Yeah, 
Okay. I mean, because it would devalue. Like, you know, then right now, they keep telling us each other, like, oh, the UFC is the best. Bellator is the best. But it's your imagination. You're going to make the judgment on that. But then all of a sudden, if you actually have them fight, and somebody you know, then you're going to be like, they, they, they will put a lot of pressure, you know? Yeah. First of all, it's going to put a lot of pressure on the fighters. It would put a lot of pressure on the promotion because now for the rest of your life, let's say I'm fighting for UFC and you're a Bellator fan yeah. for the rest of your life, you're going to come to me and you're going to say, even if it's my son fighting in the UFC uh, later in life, you're always going to be like, why are you with the UFC? Bellator is better. Bellator is better. Or, people categorize, categorize so, so all of a sudden the UFC would never allow that to happen. You're right. No, you're right. That's what I always, uh, always and if it does happen, if it does happen, it wouldn't happen with any promotion, cross promotion. It would probably just be like a exhibition match, like outside of any of them. They'll probably be in the background, you know. Yeah, sh- shout out to my boy Greg on that question there for that one. I, I mean, I told him I don't think that's exactly why it wouldn't happen. Uh, it would never happen for sure. Now, question so your thoughts so you have uh so you have ortega in that matchup now is there anything uh you're looking forward to uh through like the ufc product uh for the year 2021 if as we're gonna start wrapping it up um what do i have you know there's a lot of uh, good fights i want to see i want to see how john jones holds up in the heavyweight division um I want to see how Adesanya bounces back from his first loss. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I want to see, you know, uh, due, due to the fact that my uh, my little brother's Calvin's, you know, so Calvin, see how he does against Whitaker. Oh, my God. I'm so excited for that fight, man. Oh. Yeah, so um, I'm, uh, I want to see where where it leaves Jared. Uh, well, if, if Calvin loses to uh, Whitaker – Jared versus Calvin would be the fight to make after that, you know, uh, Kendanier. Yeah. Um, and then, believe it or not, I'm very intrigued to see if uh, if 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 Khabib would come back. Okay. I think it's all over the place right now with like rumors and. See, you know, did you see his tweet yesterday? Well, no, I didn't. What yeah, is? So he, he apparently like he met with like Lorenzo Fortita, and he said, you know, "It's always great to see let Lorenzo." And then he said, "Dana White, send me the location." Yeah, but see, Lorenzo is no longer with the UFC. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, mm. well, people people started going crazy when, when they saw that tweet. Yeah, well, you know, send location. You know, you know, he's just storming up. You know, yeah, he's trying to give you a little teaser. Yeah, you know, um, I, I think, I think. You know, I still got to give it up to him. Uh, and a lot, I know a lot of people, he's one of the biggest superstars in MMA uh, to ever come out of the, the UFC, uh, Conor McGregor. He he came, probably has over $100 million in his bank account. Yeah. And is, is set, you know, now he's fighting just to fight. And I love it. You know, I love it. I love what he did. I love what he did for the sport. Will he be a champion? That would be a very tough one because for Connor, for I don't, I don't think so either. No, it's because every top ten fighter right now, every ten top fighter now is can beat anybody and every single time, you know, any single time. Yeah, 
Oh, definitely. Like, uh, so I like to listen to Brandon Schaub a lot. I feel like, really, yeah. you know, smart guy, huge fan mm-hmm. of, of the work he does. And he brought up this interesting point while watching the Connor fight. You know, man, like, why are you doing this? He's doing it for the love of it. He's not willing, yep. and he's, you know, he went on to say, like, you know, he's not willing to die in that cage or, you know, leave it all on the line like that in the cage. Like, guys like, you know, Charles, Charles Oliveira and, you know, guys like Dustin Poirier who are training this and living this and breathing this and that, you know, don't have, like, those kind of, like, means, you know what I mean? And it was hard. And my opinion was, you know, I, I picked Dustin to win that fight because of the fact that I feel like Connor's inactivity was going to catch up to him. And then you're expecting him to fight against this dog in Poirier. You know what I mean? No, I, I sorry to cut you off there, but no, I no, think that I, okay. So let me break down that fight. Okay. Tell, Conor tell McGregor. What makes Conor McGregor so, so tough. Okay. Conor McGregor is very tough because he hits you from different angles. Yes. He's moving around, throws these weird kicks, yes. but what was Conor's last fight before? Be, before Dustin Poirier, it was against Donald Cerrone. Uh, in he made knocked him out under a minute. Uh huh. He knocked him out real quick with the head kick. Very yeah. powerful. Now, when you come in here and you feed it into somebody's like like bread and butter, if I come in here and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna stand and I'm gonna show you because I fly, I fought Floyd Mayweather and I think I can stand with you. Yeah, Dustin Poirier is a different animal. Man. He is. Different. I think he's one of the best boxers in, in MMA. No, d- definitely on that. So, I mean, I w- fair to say it wasn't surprising to you either, correct? Oh, no. I, I knew it was going to happen. And as soon as Connor, as soon as Connor didn't start throwing kicks or anything like that, I knew it was over. Now, were you surprised with, and I, and I hate to, like, to bounce, bounce around here, but like Izzy going up to a different division, were you surprised no. at the way that Jan was able to win? No, uh, no I knew it was going to happen. I knew if he got taken down, that's exactly what was going to happen. Nice. No. So what, what do you, what do you, do you think, like, if you were like a teammate of Izzy's, would you tell him, you know what, man, I think, you know, we should stick around to just this middleweight thing right now. And, and, and that's it for right now. I think it was premature. Yes. Okay. Now, do, are you enticed to be able to see like Izzy versus John Jones at all? Cause people have, you know, obviously. Not anymore. Going crazy. Yeah. Me neither. It, it just didn't do it for me on, no, on that, on that sense. Yeah. Because I think, uh, John Jones, uh, is just at a different level and a different animal, you know. Now, what what do you think will happen uh, with like the Ultimate Fighter? So, like, there was rumors with the Ultimate Fighter, and so this was an interesting I, one for me. Uh, Masvidal and uh, Usman apparently were rumored to mm-hmm. do the show. Obviously, you know, with the current state of the pandemic and stuff like that changing, obviously the UFC shifted its priorities. Do you think uh, what what kind of pairing would you like to see coach that? Like, what entices you? Okay, so first of all, well, drama sells. You know, no matter what happens, drama sells. Like, you know, when I grew up, my mom would watch soap operas or then she would look at down the window and she would see what's going on at the neighbor's house. You know, drama just sells, you know. So I think getting two coaches that really hit each other. Uh, I think Conor McGregor versus, even if they fight each other, Conor McGregor versus Khabib. Do an Ireland versus Russia? Yeah, make it in in a neutral grounds because both of them are gonna they're gonna come at it, you know. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, now going towards Masvidal and Usman, I believe that it would it would sell. It would be I, a, an event. Sold, yeah, but I think it's not it's not off the table, you know, because 
I mean, obviously the pandemic, but you know, if Masvidal comes and wins, there's going to be a trilogy. And what else? What else would continue to feel the fire one and one? And now here it comes. Here comes the ultimate, the ultimate fighter. fighter and, with, yeah. and then I'm going to reach out to you and I'm going to be like, I want to go to your podcast and watch. I told you guys. Always welcome back, brother. <laughs> but that, <laughs> now that, that's, you just sold me on there. That's the vision there. That, that's the vision. Yeah. I, I love that. Yeah, now, that man, you have to think about it, man. Yeah. That, that, I mean, I think the UFC would win more if Masvidal were to win this fight now that you're well, saying yeah this. man you know what uh when i first came into the sport number two would fight number one yeah right now it is all different man everybody's different okay no so right now it's and right now it's like who sells more no for, for sure i mean do, dollar you know money, dollars you know move the needle hey, when it makes sense it's 100 i i understand it now, so you talked, you made a reference right now to Kelvin. Kelvin's a huge, I've been a huge fan of him since, you know, his days on The Ultimate Fighter. Him against Whitaker, man, that's going to be a sick fight. Yeah, I think uh, I think it's going to be great. I think uh, Whitaker looked amazing in his last fight, though. Yeah. Against uh, uh, Cannoneer. Oh, it was Cannoneer. But he, he looked solid against Till. Till was his comeback fight. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He was great, man. He was really good. Yeah, definitely, he's he's looked solid. He doesn't want to challenge for the title, though. Oh man, well, yeah. Why, why, why get knocked down if you can uh, continue to to rack up that paycheck, get another solid win, build that confidence, because still kind of linger around right here, be able to. You're still going good. You're not fighting the champ, but you're getting ready. You know, yeah. uh, Canelo versus Canelo versus Mayweather. Right now, Mayweather would never stop in the stone with uh, with somebody like Canelo. But during that time, that's why Floyd Mayweather went and called him out and was like, let's make it happen. Because he knew that what Canelo is right now, nobody stands with him. Yeah, no, no for, for sure, for sure. That's insane there. And then, so, you know, the one that I'm real excited about, I'm excited about Marvin Vittori. Yeah, Marvin Vittori versus Darren Till. That's going to be a very interesting one too. I think uh, I think it's Marvin's time, man. I think so. He's look he's he's looking solid. I don't know if you can give me any feedback on that one. i uh, not really, man. Not on that one though. <laughs> now, okay. Also, uh, Tracy Cortez is fighting. Uh, she'll be fighting in uh, about four weeks, I believe. Five weeks. I just ran into her a couple of days ago. So yeah. Uh, is there any insight you can say? She seems like a very hungry individual, man. I know her. I know her. I was good friends with her brother. So other than that, no man. I just, I just think she's a hungry kid coming up. You know, she's gonna make waves. She, she has all her potential to be, uh, to be up on, uh, on tops. You know. So other than that, I just, I just want to see her uh, bloom. You know, as a fighter. She looks like she's definitely got, you know, like the it quality. You know, as far as like the potential to be able to succeed and get to as far as as she wants to in the world of MMA. Um, anything else before we sign off, Efrain? Any Anything else, any thoughts, any message you want to send out? Uh, I just want to let everybody know, thank you. This is, my career's not over yet. I'm still fighting. Um, but I have, a, I have a desk job now, and I want to give a big shout out to everybody out there that's been helping me. I want to give a big shout out to my boss, uh, to everybody. And if you're looking for a job in, in Phoenix, let us know, we got you. Um, no excuses, but other than that, guys, Train hard, go out there and enjoy it. I know there's the pandemic, but make sure you stay safe. Uh, if there's somebody that loves out there, be yourselves, okay?
Awesome. Uh, thank you, Efrain, for joining us today. For everyone listening on today's show, I appreciate it. Y'all have a safe weekend. I'll catch you later, guys. Goodbye.